The Dream of Everest Base Camp When you've seen a place in your dreams and a hundred times on YouTube, it's truly special to then see it in front of you. Indeed, few things compare to the realisation of a dream. Kumar, my guide, was concerned, so he stopped me and reminded me to be careful that we were walking on ice. In fact, we were walking on thousands of tons of ice that formed a spectacular Kumbu ice flow spilling down from the foot of Everest. I'd just seen Everest Base Camp in front of me. I was walking on air. I finally caught up with the main group who'd been out of sight ahead of me all day and stood beside a stone with the words Everest Base Camp 2016 painted on it. One of the guys, I think his name was David, took the picture I'd been dreaming of for the past two years. Despite the fact I couldn't keep pace with the group, I'd earned their respect. I may have reached the base camp after they did, but the magic of reaching it was just as special. You see, when you're overweight and don't look the part, you have to find the mindset to compensate that knows you can still do it. Dare to dream. It may be the case that you feel your dreams are just that, fantasies that entice you when you're sleeping or just not paying attention to anything in particular. The realist in you tells you that reality is something less, more within your grasp, safer. If that's the case, then I'd like you to try something for just one minute. Picture the realist as an overprotective friend, someone who loves you and wants to protect you but doesn't really know you. Imagine the things you might consider doing if they weren't trying to keep you safe. Who would you be? Where would you go? What would you achieve? Welcome to a dream you just might realise. I believe that life is something so much richer when our dreams are chased. Take the risks, experience the pain and disappointment along the way, and, for sure, you will find moments of true joy. Yes, you can. A few years after I'd gone to Everest Base Camp, I came across a mantra that helped me keep believing in myself. High up in Kilimanjaro as we approached the summit, our lead guide, Abraham, kept repeating the words, Yes, you can. Those words became a mantra which answered every moment of doubt. Though I found myself again behind the main group on summit night, those words sung out in my heart and mind every time I wanted to stop. A few years previous, I'd have never have thought like this. I've not always believed that I can climb in the high mountains, run marathons or swim in open water. That fact alone held me back for years. Having had many dreams of adventure, I had to gather the resources that I did have. Book the holiday, raise the money, tell people what I was planning. Slowly but surely I started to realise that I might just do this. Then I'd start to train and the doubts would rise all over again. Every bad training session, every injury would drive me back to the embrace of my overprotective self. That side of my thinking that was ever present, waiting for me to see the error of my newfound ways. Time and again, I had to recover and rebel and go back out until I started to feel fit enough to do this. I always remember the excitement of sitting with my fried breakfast at Edinburgh Airport ready to board a flight to Abu Dhabi and on to Kathmandu. 
I'd trained with my brother for months in the Scottish mountains. He'd seen me exhausted and downhearted, stuck with me as I moved at a snail's pace, wondering if we'd ever get safe back to the car. I'd lost count of how many times the whole idea of heading to Everest Base Camp seemed like a bad joke. But somehow, helped by my brother in our training, I'd held on to a belief that I could do this. And then, at last, I did. Making it real. When I first met the group of my fellow trekkers at our hotel in Kathmandu, my doubts started to return. They were friendly and polite and they tried their best, but I could see the surprise on their faces. I could see that I was by far the most overweight person in the group. They were all young and most looked fit. Their very appearance suggested that this trip to the mountains was their domain, not mine. I had to quietly remind myself that I had climbed a lot of mountains, that I had earned the right to be here. After a spectacular flight into the mountains, we soon set off from the small town of Lukla along the trail to Everest. On the first day, the pace of the group was fast in the mix of excitement and perhaps a subconscious need to establish a pecking order of fitness. I was soon well established at the back of the group. Fortunately, on that trek, there were two others who walked close to my pace, so we were never alone. As our altitude increased and the air grew thinner over the next few days, I learnt the hard way that maintaining a slow and steady pace was vital for survival as much as enjoyment. I'd put in a burst of pace just over 4,000 metres to catch up with the main group. By the time we reached our tea house in Dingboshi that afternoon, I was shuffling along way behind everyone. It was during the acclimatisation climb out of Dingboshi next day that I realised, despite my slow pace, that I'd earned the respect of the group. On one of the many stops, I wearily plodded up to where the group was resting. One of the fitter guys who was always at the front commented that every time he stopped for a rest, I always managed to walk in before they set off again. He said I just kept coming, like the Terminator. That nickname stuck with me for the rest of the trip and the one the following year to Mera Peak. A few days later, past the settlement of Gorak Shep, with only a few miles of barren rock between me and Everest Base Camp, I finally thought I would have to stop. I was completely exhausted, the main group were out of sight and there was no one around me. Every single step was followed by a stop and several deep breaths. Suddenly a voice piped up over my shoulder. Geez, Sean, are you alright? It was Mel, an Aussie who lived in London, and Kumar, our main guide. Mel was fine walking at my pace, and Kumar reassured us we could make it. This was all the encouragement I needed, and we were soon looking down on Everest Base Camp from the rocks at the side of the Kumbu Ice Flow. Dream it, believe it, achieve it. You may have heard the phrase, dream it, believe it, achieve it accredited to author and life coach Tony Robbins. I first came across this phrase at a Slimming World meeting when I booked a few weeks' membership. To me, it serves as a framework for an amazing life. If you dream it, it's a part of you, however deep or achievable and whether you like it or not. You just have to believe you can achieve your dreams no matter what anyone else thinks or tells you. Then sometimes, despite the people around you, sometimes with their full support, you need to be determined and humble and do whatever it takes.
Our world has a perception of overweight people. They think we are lazy, irresponsible and impulsive. The exercise and hard work are beyond us. Yet I know we dream like everyone else. When we put that dream in front of us and push ourselves towards it, we can experience exhilaration and joy. Such is the joy of walking in the mountains free from the box they put us in. So that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you very much for listening through. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast as much as I've enjoyed writing and recording them. If you're in any way worried or self-conscious about going out and doing some of the activities that's been mentioned in these podcasts, I hope this has given you some practical hints to get you moving and some inspiration to get you out there. The thing is, it's not whether you've got a body that can carry you into these things or not. If you've got the heart to dream of adventure, then you should go out there and live your adventure. There's just simply nothing better. Don't let other people's opinions, or especially not that overprotective self, tell you that you can't do it. You can do it. Yes, you can. Even if you find it hard to lose the weight, just remember that learning to carry it is just as amazing. And if you only take one thing from all of these podcasts, then I want you to take this away with you. You are amazing. I know it. And you know it.